Welcome to the Presenting Accountants podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Bond-Burnett, a speaking coach and the founder of Speaking Ambition, helping amplify professional voices in finance so they can really make waves. Today, I'm speaking with Madeline Pratt, CEO and founder of Fearless Foundry and a judge for the Practice Ignition Top 50 Women in Accounting and deals a lot with the speaker circuit there also CEO and founder of Women Talk Money, a community, a network of financial and finance savvy women who speak at conferences. I was really, really, really excited to have Madeline on the show. We actually met last year. We talk about this um, in the podcast. And she also invited me to lead a session to her community group. And they are an exceptional, exceptional bunch of people. Now, Fearless Foundry is, is a brand management, I suppose you'd say, um, boutique and company that helps professional services and with particular with particular expertise in accountancy to help them really understand their brand and find their voice in terms of how they are marketing and selling themselves. Madeline is ex-corporate and she used to work specifically in the accounting space and with accounting entrepreneurs in SaaS companies and the insight she has into how accountants work and what is holding them back a lot of the time is really, really quite, it's really great to be able to dig into her brain, to be honest with you. It was really fascinating to see her stance on diversity and gender diversity. And one of the things I really, really love about Madeline is that she is fearless herself. And in fact, she is a vocal supporter of diversity in all formats. In fact, you'll hear some really fantastic stories on here about LGBT accountants, about about women in finance, about BAME finance. It's really, really actually a wonderfully, she's such a champion of diverse voices. And that's also one of the reasons why I really wanted to bring her on today. Madeline's actually based in the States and we recorded this the day that it was really quite a volatile situation happening out in the US in terms of uh, what was happening in Congress. So it was uh, recorded January 2021, if you're listening to this in the future. So it's also really interesting to hear her thoughts in terms of being reflective of the here and now and what's happening and how we connect as people, because you might not think that's very pertinent to you at the moment in your role but actually you combine the way that world is connecting and communicating at the moment and it is really important to understand the people that you're speaking to and what might be happening for them and what lens they are speaking through as well which you might not be aware of really diversity is just being aware of the lens that someone else might be wearing and realizing that you have a very different lens as well and that's that's mainly what diversity certainly awareness is and privilege awareness is um <laughs> you can tell i recently updated my diversity training um but it is i think a really important conversation to have and especially if you are if you are, for instance, in the categories that I just mentioned in terms of LBGT, BAME, women, in terms of gender diversity as well, and then you might feel very much in a minority 
when it comes to finance. Or you might work with someone who does feel that they are in a minority and that actually could be limiting them or you from feeling confident enough to speak up. But actually, predominantly, we speak about really finding the way that you can connect with people and being unafraid to be really authentic and who you are. And we also cover um, a bit about women, it's, sorry, women Talk Money, which is a birth child of Madeline's that came from a few years ago when she realised that conference organisers, especially working in the finance and accounting space, and this is globally as well, so she's worked with companies in Australia, UK um, and, and the States, in terms of actually why people aren't speaking up more, and predominantly women and conference organisers were saying, well, we can't find, we can't find people to come and speak, um, or who have a great record of being someone that we feel confident to book. And that was something that flagged up in her brain because accountancy inherently is is 50-50. It is actually a really gender neutral space. However, when you get to partnership level or C-suite level, basically leadership level, it, it takes a nosedive down. And one of those things is that women, and this is, I'm, I'm coming from a place of not just my opinion um, from what I've seen as a speaking coach, but actually what the figures and the data brings back is that the number of women in leadership roles in finance and accounting nosedives basically. It completely plummets. Um, and that can be for many factors. Of course, um, a lot of women still choose to be at home or have their, raise their families and then go back. Some experience um, a bit of a lag in their careers or a lack of confidence. Uh, it, it's for many, many reasons, um, which I'm not going to go, that's not the purpose of today to go into. But actually, really, like one of the things that both of us reflected on is that it's about stepping up and realizing that you do have something to say that is valuable to someone else and that women tend to almost speak in a very negative way and they won't they they will almost tell themselves all the reasons why someone won't listen to them versus all the reasons why someone would so if you are thinking this year or at the beginning of the new year 2021 there's so much going on around the world and you have an immense amount of value to share as a professional. So just think about that for a second. You have an immense amount of value to share as a professional, and that is why you do what you do, isn't it? So I really want you to have a think about that as you're listening to this, especially if you are considered or consider yourself in the minorities or potentially where you work, you feel as a, like you're a minority, and just have a think about... Uh, this might, well, the things that we discuss may well help you to have that confidence to be more visible, to put yourself out there more. It's not just about your career and validating your career, because um, that's ends up usually what happens is we start telling ourselves all the reason that we're being selfish for wanting to speak up when actually the, the best speakers out there, especially at conferences, realize, do you know what? I could really help someone. And even if it's, so for instance, the Pareto rule, the 80-20 rule, even if you help 20% of the crowd, 
versus the 80%, you will have been so effective. What you know is so valuable. What you have realized is so valuable. Your experience is incredibly valuable. Um, you will help, even if that 20% and, and you can tell the rest of them, <laughs> that's, that's it, you know. So I've really, if... If you've often wondered about whether you should apply to speak at a conference, and yes, a lot of them this year will be virtual, doesn't mean they're any less valuable, then please do consider it. Have a think about it, because I think it will be something that could really boost your confidence. And if that is something that you do want to do, then keep checking out my live events pages on speakingambition.com because I have um, a variety of events. In fact, this week um, I have a conquering speaking anxiety to feel more confident. That's a free session available and that's this week. And often I run, say, one a month. Um, but soon I haven't announced this yet can you keep a secret yes no I'm sure you can um <laughs> it's not actually I just realized I started talking about it and it's not being announced yet so I am almost uh <laughs> I'm usurping my own own launch here um in February I am running the first 2021 masterclass and it's all about are you ready public speaking public speaking for finance professionals. So I'm using all of my knowledge from uh, six years of stage training and working with West End Theatre and working with corporate and working in global corporate finance and really have squished that into a half day session to help you really make leaps and bounds in terms of public speaking. So that's not been announced yet. And so what I'm going to have to do now is um, speed up the process a bit because we've got a waiting list. We already have a waiting list of people that want to go on this because we've only got a limited amount of places. Uh, otherwise, I can't get to everyone and make sure I'm giving value to each person and hearing them. So there is only a limited amount of places and there is a waiting list. And I'll have to put the link to go on the waiting list um, ready for when we open up um, onto the show notes for you. OK, in the meanwhile, I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. We've got some incredible guests coming up in the next few weeks. I'm really excited. Um, so we've got some great people from the Corporate Finance Network and from Generation CFO um, and it's and from Zero, in fact. <laughs> Not missing out Zero, which I think it's just because I'm so excited about that. Um, and there's some really great events happening. So do stay tuned. And I'd love to hear what will be really helpful for you. Who would you like to hear from? Who would you like to know more about how they became more influential um, that I could interview, that I could bring onto the show? Um, or do you have a specific problem that you would like help with? And then I can do a show about that as well. Um, if not, do check out because I do do tidbits and I do lives um, in the Limitless Accountants Facebook group. So do jump in there. Join us. Come join the community. Say hello. You can also watch these podcasts live as they happen um, to show you really the reason why I do it live in the group. Yes, it gets edited down for the podcast, but to show you that it's about having that real conversation 
and you can provide a polished, beautiful product. But actually, the really important thing about removing your limitations to become an amazing communicator, to become an influence, is really being able to deal with mistakes when they happen and to show you uh, the reason why I speak to you on a podcast is though, so I can really show you me and, and introduce you to me. And I'm a much better speaker than I am a writer. <laughs> so <laughs> that's also one of the reasons. So anyway, come and join us in the group. Otherwise, let's get started. Madeline is the CEO and founder of Fearless Foundry and also of Women Talk Money. And that is really exciting for me because I know what it's all about and what your ethos is and what you're trying to achieve there. Can you give us a bit of background information about what it is and why you started it and also about Fearless, Fearless Foundry and what you guys do? Absolutely. So kind of background here is is that my my life and my career kind of unfolded in the world of technology and particularly in technology that was interfacing directly with accountants. So when I started my career, I was working for uh, a, a software company that was really focused on helping um, business owners navigate sales tax. And obviously anything with the word tax in it is going to be by proxy to accounting professionals. So I started at that company and I kind of worked my way up into different technology companies. And at my last corporate role was was in a position to really work more one to one with accounting practitioners. And one of the things that became really clear was you know, there was all this technology in place that was shifting the way that accountants were working, but there were not enough conversations, in my opinion, talking about the, the professional and personal development that accountants needed to be doing to really make something different for themselves in terms of the ways that they would work with clients. I think in the past, you know, accountants were kind of behind the scenes type people, you know, and, and it was a lot more of being a data processor. And now an accountant is expected to be quite quite forward thinking and, and to be out in front, you know, managing client relationships. And I saw a lot of firms that were struggling to teach their teams those skills. You know, maybe there was an individual leader that had them. So at the time, I started building some programming that was um, designed to help accountants kind of build some foundational business development, personal development skills into their practice. And I discovered that I was super passionate about this kind of education and and really working with firms in this way. And I started to get asked a lot to, to consult directly with, with firms um, around their brand and around you know, the ways in which they might market themselves to the world. And so um, kind of the seed got planted in a way and I, I decided you know, maybe if, if people are asking me to do this, maybe this, there's a path for me here. And so I am, um, I eventually left my corporate role. I decided to found my own company really focused on, on helping, um, you know, what we call, we call ambitious innovators, you know, so not just accountants, but anyone who's really trying to drive kind of this next chapter of business. Um, and, and we focus on, on marketing, branding and business development strategies primarily, and then offer a team of creatives who can help from a production perspective so that we're kind of like this outsourced marketing experience. Um, but along the way, I've met so many incredible accounting professionals, many of which are women. And um, in 2018, I, you know, now that I was having my own company, I was a lot freer to kind of speak about the, the issues of gender inequity that I was seeing inside the accounting industry. And 
it was something I'd been aware of for a really long time, but hadn't really had the ability to speak out about because I was was working in a corporate environment. And um, I think it was just this kind of interesting mix of things that happened. There was, you know, the Me Too movement had been kind of flowing through the year before. And I just think women were starting to get a lot more outspoken in situations where inequity was just super glaring. And one day, it was a Saturday, I was sitting on the couch and um, and my Twitter feed just started kind of like bubbling up with with um, women having a conversation about a, a very well recognized accounting industry um, event, putting out their speaker lineup. And I know you've seen these moments, you know, the banner goes out and it's, you know, five, six, seven, 10, 12 you know, white men, one of which had a beard that was like the big diversity quoting. And, um, and, you know, women were kind of erupting and reacting and saying, you know, basically, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me that you couldn't, you couldn't even try to find women to be a part of, of, of this important moment. And in particularly, they, they were, they were highlighting a speaking session called the future of accounting. And so women were really unnerved by the fact that that here here we were setting up to have this really important conversation about the future of the industry and women hadn't been invited to the table and so this spurred a lot of energy and i kind of captured it and just asked women speakers to submit themselves um to to a forum that i spun up on my website at the time in my mind i was like i'm going to just build this huge guidebook and i'm going to throw it at the head of anybody who says they they can't find women speakers because i know they're out there i know how amazing women are um and it has turned into a speaking directory it's turned into a community um we meet regularly and it's it's one of the really big joys in my work is to to work with women in the accounting profession to empower them to really take that stage while pushing that conversation and envelope for equity so what was really interesting is i remember reading about this this light bulb moment for you when you realized that the, there was this happening there was these male all male panels and um and and i know the particular event you're talking about and know the person who collaborates um all of the the speakers and whereas she's absolutely also she she's yeah. amazing work in terms of the the effort that she puts into creating diversity but i remember you saying um that that, that there were conference organizers that were saying but we just don't get women putting themselves out there and as, as you just said like there is that we can't find them so what is that is that a case of they're they're not out there or they're not putting themselves out there or a mix of both I think I think it's a mix of structural and and what I like to refer to as the confidence gap so from a structural perspective um, a lot of these events and opportunities um, aren't necessarily paid in some instances, and you have to kind of build yourself up, right? And so in order to get on a main stage, the number of speaking opportunities you have to get under your belt to get to that level or get to an invitation for a, a major panel discussion, you know, you've got to, you've got to show that, that you've, um, you've, you know your stuff, basically. And, and when you have, you know, events that are maybe held at times that conflict with other responsibilities, particularly if you're a mom, or you've got you know events that aren't paid and you're already kind of finding the wage gap and so you can't say yes to yet another obligation that isn't going to earn you any income i think those are kind of some of the structural problems i see and in particular a lot of the women speakers i know are often expected to just show up 
for that for the moment you know it's like oh the the benefit of being here is that you know we're giving you a platform as opposed to being you know compensated for all the energy and effort that they put into those activities so i think that structural piece makes it harder for women to say yes but on the other side i also think there's confidence gaps issues here and what i mean by that is that you know women don't necessarily think that they're qualified in, in many instances. And we all know that stat where it's like, you know, if you've got a job opportunity, women are only likely to submit themselves if they've got 100% of the qualifications, whereas men will make the move if they've got more like 60. And I think that same thing kind of applies in the speaking arena is that, that women will hesitate because they feel underqualified. And so I think we need more people doing work like what you do to build that confidence so that women proactively seek out the opportunities and say, yes, I'm I'm super equipped, I'm capable, I can go out there and make a difference by speaking. And then the last thing I think that that comes to mind here is visibility. So again, you know, this is a bit of a structural problem, but if you don't see other women out there speaking, you don't believe that you you can be out there speaking. And and so I know many men, you know, didn't consider it an op something they might do in their career, but they look around and they see other men they know speaking and making an impact. And then they go, oh, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And the same thing goes for women. And so if we're less visible to begin with, it's harder for us, I think, to believe that we can put ourselves out there in that way. So it's really interesting because um it can be a really volatile conversation in terms of talking about gender or women in women in accountancy, women in finance, or women in anything really, um, because it can make uh, um, others feel uncomfortable. And it was a bit like some of the protesting that happened in 2020 um, in terms of uh, BLM and and other diversity. It tends to provoke this opposite reaction, which is really. Um, interesting because we're not saying be anti anything else it's, mm -hmm. it's saying help us step up yeah. um, and it's really nice when you create allies uh, with with men as well and, and men are stepping up and getting involved but some of the time it's just not a realization and and I've known in particular there's um, an organization I work with and actually I was really really lucky to be given some diversity training and uh, culture training via them um, as part of part of their consultants team and and it really was quite eye-opening in terms of the privilege that I live my life through and view and view the world through because you just don't see it and of course you don't we all have our own lenses and this is something I say in public speaking and presentation skills a lot of the time we've got to really be aware of the lens that we have um, mm -hmm. and then and and how we view the world through and the same is for women in and women in finance now i was looking at the statistics um in the states as well in terms of um women in accountancy so if you look at the uk and i think uh, predominantly most most western countries um finance women in finance on the whole is a 50-50 divide. And actually mm -hmm. in the UK, uh, there was a paper that said, well, no, well, there are more women in accountancy. Um, the, the, the divide is over there. But that is just on the whole. And what we're talking about is women in leadership. And that's what you're saying is that at the top, where we're looking upwards, there's a huge drop off. Ginormous mm -hmm. drop off in terms of C-suite and or running your own uh, practice and being at the head of the table and 
I mean, I, I don't know if it's the same over in the States as it is here in the UK, um, but you have a lot of traditional firms still. And of course, it's just not quite trickled the way up. And, mm-hmm. and equally, we have the divide of, of women being at home. But getting back on point, so w- sorry, my point with that is that sometimes we end up with an all-male partnership team, for instance. Yeah. And it's just it hasn't been been thought of. The opportunity hasn't been there, but they realize that down below, we're getting actually cloud teams that are all women, mm-hmm. um, technological based. Um, but as you say, it's about looking up and who who's setting that example for you? Who is your mentor? Who is your, uh, you know, who's who's paving the way as a bit of a trailblazer? Yeah. So what do what do women in women speak? Uh, women talk money when women are speaking what do you think it is that that confidence gap what have you seen you know i think one of the big pieces is 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 just opportunities to kind of build the skill set so so again you know if you've been in a par- portion of the practice that's only allowed for you to be behind the scenes and you haven't had the opportunity to kind of build up your base or your confidence when it comes to just speaking to a client directly and then a small group of people and then a slightly larger group of people you know i think that that that's really an opportunity that that is missing for many women in in more traditional firm environments and and um you know some of that is is you know i like to joke a little bit maybe the personality type of accountants but i also think that again you know we both know speaking is a skill that's built over time and so Creating opportunities inside your firm to build those skills across the board for everybody is super critical so that women can start to feel like they can step out and have those kinds of moments, be they public speaking or just conversing with clients. Um, the other thing that we try to do inside the Women Tech Money community and that I always make a, make a point of and actually why we shaped a community in the first place. So when, when I launched things, I was just like, I'm going to build a speaking directory list. That's all, all that it's going to be problem solved, you know, in my mind. And and what really surprised me was, you know, so we launched it at a at a ZeroCon event in the spring and I was at a different event in the fall and it had been really well received. We had started to kind of see this traction on social media where people would, you know, if they saw an event that wasn't being, you know, fair in terms of the the voices they were highlighting, they would kind of reference the directory. And by fall, I was at a different event. And all of these women kind of started pulling me aside. And, and it was really interesting um, and not what I expected. And, and uh, you know, they, they all kind of had the same thing to say. They said, you know, I really admire what you're doing. I really, you know, respect all the women that are on this directory. I wish that I could be a part of something like that, but I don't know how to get there. I don't, I don't know. I want to learn from those women. I want to know those women. I want to network with those women, but I don't feel like I'm there yet. And so what I realized was a lot of firm environments lack any sort of women's group, any sort of community where women could talk openly about the things that they were facing and build each other up. And even if you owned your own practice, you didn't necessarily have peers in the profession that you could go to to have those kinds of conversations with. And so 
what came out of this for me was like, we need to start putting these women in proximity to each other. We need to create opportunities for them to be talking to each other, um, to present to each other so they can practice building that foundational skill set. And so we've done, you know, different workshops. We, we you know, lead biweekly coaching conversations. And oftentimes it's a member of the group who may be presenting and it gives them that chance to practice those skills and abilities. I love that. I love that. It sounds absolutely amazing. I, um, I'm totally with you there in terms of having the space and ability to uh, get up and present. And as you just said, in, in terms of opportunities in a firm as well, in a practice, in terms of getting your voice out there and having a platform and having the ability to be able to speak up. And when I've, I, I coach, um, it's interesting you said about personality profiles as well, because <laughs> I, um, so I do disc pro, uh, personality profiling with my clients and predominantly you always, uh, what I see is that uh, a particular, particular personality type, which it, we would associate with accountants, of course, mm-hmm. um, which is very analytical. It's a, a high C and a low S. So very re- across the board reserved. Um, people focused in a small way, but also very, very analytical and precise and precision matters, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also means is that uh, they get bogged down in the detail and imposter syndrome can be a massive factor of this. Why should I, anyone listen to me? Um, what have I got to say? Um, you know, and or when they do talk, there's so much detail there that it overwhelms what is probably a predominantly very either dominant or influential set who kind of just want the the headline mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then you end up with this barrier. Um, so I love that you're you're giving this opportunity. And do you find that uh, women, the more they do speak, and the more that you give them that safe space to practice in, are they are they blooming? Are they growing? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the thing that I love to see is the way that the women have learned from each other. And um, that's what excites me most. You know, I really see my role in the community at this point as being just just a, a, a facilitator who, who puts these moments together, basically. Um, and and it's been interesting to see as well as they grow on an individual level, the, the types of content they ask for. So like my brain is very content oriented and I've just been working on the lineup of all the sessions we're going to be doing um, in 2021 and and the things that they're asking for are so inspiring so early on there were a lot of conversations that we were having around um, um, value and how to express your value to clients and and how to own your advisory value um, and just how to feel really confident particularly in like a pricing conversation or something like that and now what we're seeing um, shift is like you know, there's a real big desire um, for team building skills. How do I be a better leader, uh, not just to my clients, but but to my team? How do I build an organization? Um, how do I get better at my delegation skill set? Um, how do I shift my communication style so that um, I have a bit more authority in the room? And so it's really interesting, you know, we've gotten to go on this journey over the past couple of years with these women uh, to see as they kind of build some of those foundational sets of confidence and sets of strength and learn from each other, how they're reaching for kind of these these more complex issues or these these new ways to kind of develop themselves and their practices. That's incredible. And as you say, then, so once you've tackled that moment of, yes, really learn from other people, feel confident and comfortable in your own skin, and then that's that's automatically 
going down into this leadership yeah okay I've got me nailed I'm gonna I'm gonna sort my team out <laughs> exactly yeah that's fantastic oh there's so much going on um I really want to also ask you about um as an accountant personal mm. brand and what we should be looking at in terms of how you're yes how you're marketing yourself but actually what accountants what you see that they miss um but also just in terms of as you said speaking their value to yeah. others yeah I, I was thinking about this a lot you know as we as we thought about heading into this conversation and I was I was trying to focus on you know who are the firms that I really think do this quite well and what what makes them you know stand out and really it's because they take time to to identify what makes them different so i think that you know in the past you know people kind of have viewed all firms as kind of the same and there wasn't really an opportunity to stand out from the crowd and you you didn't necessarily want to do that but i think that today you know so many firms the the first encounter somebody might have with them is is some variety of the internet right you know whether they're going directly to the website or going um to you know some social media platform or something like that and, and people have such limited attention spans that the ability to be different is a really really good thing and and you know different could be simply that you identify a vertical that you're very focused in um but you don't just share you know oh we work in you know let's say hospitality um but you share why what is the story that brought you to to that line of services what is the story that makes that industry something that you're so particularly passionate about and and you know in that taking the time to really share who you are as a person and what has been interesting to watch unfold and i spend probably way too much time on twitter but 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 accountants are really like i feel kind of starting to come out of their shells in a way so for example you know i have um a firm community that i lead it's called firm forum and it's it's this this community for um firm owners that have reached you know a minimum of a half half million in annual recurring revenue and and they get together and and they've you know again gotten comfortable coming out of their shells in that small group setting and now they do it in lots of other places and and they're getting clients because of that you know so we have a, a member of the group who he is a part of the lgbtq community and he really owns and embraces that in his practice and attracts clients that have been seeking him out trying to find an accountant who identifies as part of that community and because of that he's built really strong relationships with his clients because he's showing who he is and I just think that that accountants need to figure out how can they bring themselves more to, to, to their business. You know, I think that there in the past was this idea that, you know, there was the brand that was the business and it was all, you know, perfectly professional. And then there was, you know, who we were after hours and those those two things didn't meet. And I just think the world of business is changing. We want people who are integrated, both sides of themselves, who are not afraid to show up as their whole self in their business environment. And so when when I really think about personal brand, I think that accountants just need to take the time to reflect and say, you know, what makes me different? What, you know, makes me the ideal fit for this certain type of clients I want to serve? And then figure out how they can share those stories with the world, whether that's through their marketing or through their social media or things like that. And I think the the the, the the main line of the story is just to have somewhere that you can practice and speak up and speak out because if you yeah. are differentiating yourself and you found found that if you don't have a voice and if you don't start 
telling people what you think and your opinions and what you know, then we're just lost in noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like that, that actually reminds me of another firm that I love here in the States who their, their focus is kind of like high end restaurants in, in particular. And right now, as, as you can imagine with, with all of kind of the, the economic turmoil with, with what's going on with the pandemic, there's been all of this content, right, that's been flooded around this is the next, you know, way to find um, information about the PPP process and all these loans that we've got going on in the States. And every firm and their mother has put out some sort of, you know, guide, journal, white paper, what have you, anytime these regulations come out. And this firm does that too, but they do it completely in the language and vernacular of that industry. And they make jokes and they've got puns weaved in that relate to the restaurant industry. And their list growth during this time has just gone because other restaurants have been telling their their friends, you know, these people are network together. And so they've said, oh, you know, don't read that boring stuff. Go, go check this out. It's the same information, but it's translated in a way that feels good to the people who work in that industry. So I think it's just such a good example of like, when you find that voice and you share in your own way, people will really respond to it and then they'll spread it in ways that you might not even expect. Do you know, that even makes me think it's not just about um, for accountants in, in practice who are building, but, but any accountant or professional anywhere, even if they're working for that business, um it's it's that's networking it's one-on-one networking with the reason why you go out and meet people face to face and you have conversations um is because you go hey you're you're my kind of person mm-hmm. and and I just find it it's not that I like you and versus I don't like someone else um although I know we we use the phrase like, uh, like know and trust but it's like I just it's easy for me to connect with you and it's easy for me to have a conversation with you and, and understand each other. And, and from that point of view, almost that's where I feel that we don't put enough um, emphasis on, on the, the ROI of communication and connection, um, because that's how business has been done. <laughs> you know, That's why people go out on the golf course or why we have conferences or why we have um, all of these things. And my, my, my newest favorite phrase at the moment is, you know, there's a reason why it's a presentation, not an email. So, <laughs> in terms of, uh, so there's a reason why that this is a huge, huge thing in terms of, and uh, I'm, I'm loving the stories of these clients of yours who are really showing their individualism and braving who they are, because I think that that I know for a lot of accountants is really nerve wracking that ability of how much of me should, should I unleash on people um, or how much of me can I really own? And, and it is that case of sometimes you have to really dig deep. And funny enough, on my LinkedIn today, um, I, I wrote a post about values because I'm, in, uh, I'm, I'm studying for my uh, coaching accreditation and we, we were doing some positive psychology tools on values and value base. And of course, actually marketing and branding, you have to do a lot of that groundwork and well, okay, what is it that you stand for? What are your values? Um, what are you really about? And on the post today, um, there's a company that was saying, yes, we did this. We did this work with our branding, 
And it was enlightening. Like we couldn't believe it. My business partner and I, all of our team, it's connected us all together. It's connected us with clients. Um, the, the power of really understanding your values, I think, is something we totally underestimate. And even as an individual. Absolutely. I, I mean, for, for me, it, it has been such a core guiding principle in the way that I, I work and who I say yes to. And what I often find is when we have a company that, that we're connected to who is unsure of how they want to present themselves in the world, it's because they're missing this piece. It's because they haven't taken the time to, to sit down and solidify their values. Or if they have, like, it's 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 done in a way that's this like very terrible monolithic corporate exercise like i always say that you know your values aren't meant for a wall or a web page like how are you embodying them in action because because i would see this i would i i, I came up with this in particular because i went to work with a firm that was a, a state away in oregon and um you know i showed up and it was you know to their credit it was it was big height of tax season like right in the thick of things and the energy when you walked in this building was oppressive. Everybody was just, you know, deflated and you and you went into the coffee room and all their interns were broken out around the coffee pot and they all just looked like somebody had died basically. And then, you know, you, I turned cause this is like their break room or what have you. And I look on their wall and they've got this big list of, of values and they couldn't have been more different than the way the firm was running. It was like, we're, you know, I don't know, we're fun and we're, you know, all these real positive, lighthearted things. And you looked around and everybody, like I said, was was just depressed. And so for me, it really became this realization that, you know, values are important, but if you can't then hold up that value and say, and the way that we embody this in action is, you know, so so for example, you know, we have a we have a really big core value around you know kind of earning to give basically, you know, and that the that the core purpose of our business isn't just to make money, but to to be able to be a conduit for other people to get opportunities, and and we do that by giving back. And so, um, you know, if I can't hold up and say, here's a way that I you know gave somebody a scholarship, here's a way that we gave back financially in last year and um, here's a way that we we sponsored a really important event that aligns with our values if i can't hold those things up the value doesn't matter it was just an exercise yeah i i worked with a company last year um and they've they've got a few global bases and i was i was doing an event for their kickoff um mm -hmm. their company kickoff of the year and they absolutely i've never there's only one other company I can think of where I've met where they absolutely live and breathe the values through every single person. So much so, in fact, I was doing a, um, a workshop on uh, the, the principles of yes and creative mm. innovation. And we basically, we did, did some improv and, um, and did some, and use our speaking skills and things like that and thinking on the spot. But each, each uh, value was used as a theme. So mm. we use the value and they all, they knew them, they used them to make decisions. It combined people from Europe and America and Asia. And it was just, and, and so they're almost like have a language between everyone that's the company and breathe, and breathe it through. But it wasn't, it wasn't superficial at all because they genuinely believed in them. Um, and it was really 
amazing to be with this super fun company. Um, so much so that I'm actually going to bring the VP on to talk about the values and why right. why they do all that work because it's incredible actually the result that happens and the driving force that happens um, through that. But th this has been amazing. I'm so excited. And I just realized we're going going over time. So where can we find you, more about you, um, more about what you do and how can, yeah, we want to know more. Where are you? <laughs> So, so all over the internet. Um, but, but if you if you want to, you know, if you're curious about our work in terms of kind of the branding, the marketing, the business development space, or any of the communities we lead for firms or for other types of leaders, um, fearlessfoundry.com. That's our brand new website. It's it's quite beautiful, if I do say so myself. Um, and then on on all of you know the the profiles on the internet are at Fearless Foundry, you know, for, for that brand. And then Women Talk Money, same thing, womentalkmoney.com. Um, and then at Women Talk Money, women is spelled with an X. It's our, you know, uh, our not at being inclusive to, to everyone on the gender spectrum. Um, and then um, for me personally, I'm at Madeline K. Pratt on Instagram. And like I said, I spend a lot of time on Twitter. And then you can just look me up by my name on, on LinkedIn as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing with us all these ideas. There's millions of things that are now whirring in my head that um, is amazing. So I hope that if you're listening or watching back later, then I hope that you are also going, oh, this makes so much sense because it is to me as well. <laughs> so thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.